We're dark and will and we are off the rail, off the rails. And we are off the rails, off the rails. Yeah, off the rails. Welcome. You're listening to Off the Rails. One of the internet's newest and hottest podcasts, Joe's Will and Doug. I'm, who am I? Doug. And with me as always, welcome, welcome. Oh, man. Welcome, Douglas. It is late on a Monday night. It's 10 p.m. I'm excited. Happy to be here. Hope you had a great weekend. How are you? Hi, I'm, I'm well. Thanks for asking. I had a, I had a wonderful weekend, uh, uneventful weekend. Um, but I'm sure you speaking of weekends, hey now, hey anniversary, now, yeah, anniversary weekend, super, yeah, still, still, still. talked about it, still I anniversary. Preach, tell us, tell us about anniversary weekend, still, still. number 11. Number 11, big, big moment. Uh, very happy with the wife. She's just a great woman. Can't believe she picked me. Douglas, here's what happened. Um, after we discussed everything that I got for her last week on this pod, um, Thursday night had rolled around and nothing had been delivered uh, to the house. And so I was a little concerned that we were getting a little close to Saturday, which was our anniversary date. So I went on where I ordered all the items. And it turns out I did not order anything. Uh, there was no order to be found. Uh, I could not find a history. There were no emails. I had not been charged. I, I don't know if I dreamed everything that I told you I did or if I simply just searched for it. It wasn't in a cart. There was no history of a search. I have no idea what happened, Douglas. So none of those stuff that I mentioned last week that I got for uh, she, she didn't get any, none, none of it. No steel magnolias. No steel panther. I think there was a couple other. No, no terrible talent. Nothing. Zero. Basically, everything I stated last week was a complete lie. I apologize to the audience. She got none of that. So that that's how that went. It was a beautiful day. Oh boy. So. Oh boy. No, just no, no, nothing. Nothing. It didn't. There was nothing that said you ordered it. It wasn't in a basket. It was gone. It was nothing. It was just a figment of your imagination. That's all I could find. I mean, I, I couldn't even locate like a search. Like maybe I didn't hit confirm, but I'm real confident I got a confirmation number. But I have no record of the confirmation number. What um, vehicle did you use to place these orders? I used uh, the uh, the Northwest Arkansas favorite Walmart.com. Okay, well, yeah, huge. Walmart pretty much runs all of Northwest Arkansas. It does. So you used what you should have used. Uh, so, but I'm sure you reverted back to your email confirmation that you received from them uh, hours, minutes, moments later after placing said order of such important, important uh, items of steel magnolias and. Uh-huh. And whatnot. Yeah. So you probably just reverted back to your email confirmation. Yeah, I, pre- I appreciate you listening to my story, Douglas. I did indeed mention that I had reverted 
back to my email and there was no email. There's no email history. I looked at my charges on my debit card account and there was no charge. The order did not exist. It was a figment of my imagination. Well, that's embarrassing. What how do you how do you rectify that? How do you how do you go into an, an 11th year anniversary with such expectations of being solid as steel? Hmm. Uh, and come to the, and what day did you realize these things were not going to be arriving? This, this was Thursday night. Can you hear me okay, Douglas? Are we, are, are we loud and clear here? Yeah, no, you're crystal clear. Okay, Thursday night. Thursday night, I had not received any orders in the mail. Um, so at that point, I was getting a little concerned about the fact that Saturday was right around the corner and nothing had been uh, provided to me when I had ordered the previous week. Uh, so that's when I started the search, only to realize that there was no history of an order purchased. It was, it was non-existent. I'm going to see what I can do to get you to repeat yourself twice. For at least everything that you say, I'm going to attempt to ask you the question to have you repeat it just to reiterate and really hit the remainder of well, you the- know what's yeah, you know what's funny is that when I went back to listen to last week's pod, I realized that I had provided you with many details of the Arizona kidnapping story, and you you re- you retained. Absolutely none of it, <laughs> because every question you asked me, I had to go back into the article I read to you and read to you again. So it's okay. I understand this is maybe – this is for the audience, Doug. We're just reiterating things for the audience. I get your tactic. I'm fine with it. It's good. So no, no issues. No worries. Yeah, no, it, no, it's definitely an issue. I think I realized <laughs> as well, uh, at least up to six podcasts ago, um, that – I feel like I just reiterate what you've already said. I just say it differently. I just put a little more emphasis on what you've already said. Uh, mm. I seem to repeat a lot of what you say. Uh, it's embarrassing. And uh, it's not that I'm not listening. Mm. I just, I don't have an answer as to why I do what I do. Um, I just, okay, so you had a phenomenal level. <laughs> anniversary steel an 11th steel anniversary uh so i don't believe i've already asked this question this shouldn't go ahead so what came of the evening so you weren't able to actually uh provide your uh, beautiful wife with a steel magnolias gift or Mm -hmm. steel panthers or anything steel related you came into the anniversary on the 13th of the month of March uh-huh. ended. Um, how do you rectify that? Well, it was difficult. I took a trip to Target on Target, as we call it, the locals call it, on Friday night. But I realized very quickly, I'm not really sure what steel is. So uh, it was difficult. I bought her. I bought her a cup that said "Mom" hold on it, on, and I thought on. I thought it was made of steel, but it was actually ceramic. It was a ceramic cup and not steel. She let me know. She let me know that when I handed that over to her. I was like, "I think this is steel. It, it sounds like 
what steel I believe would sound like, but there's nothing on it that tells me what it is. And she's like, yeah, this is ceramic. And I was like, ah, damn it. <laughs> but, so I got her a ceramic, uh, like a coffee cup, like a, a beverage cup. I got that. I did fire a, a bracelet that I'm pretty confident said steel on it, stainless steel. Uh, but it's it's really difficult to find some steel jewelry out there uh, at the Target. Um, and then I bought her uh, some stainless steel silverware. Is it stainless steel silverware or is it steelware? I don't know. That some forks and some knives, a set, uh, but they do not match the uh, the current silverware we have. So I don't think we're gonna keep that. So I think it went pretty well overall. Uh, <laughs> Based on what you just said, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we we also ordered some Outback, and they messed up her order, and they gave me a rare steak. So that that went pretty good, I thought. Um, and then oh. we watched. Then did we wa- I just I decided, huh? Did they get your order correct? They did get my order correct, except they gave me a rare steak instead of a medium steak. So technically, no, they didn't get it correct, but the food was correct. But uh, Erica. I ordered a, a house salad for her, plain, no cheese, no croutons, no dressing. They gave me a house salad with dressing, cheese, and croutons. Um, and uh, so we had actually been on strike from Outback because the last time we got Outback, they also yeah. fucked up the order. And I called them to let them know, and they argued. They didn't believe me. They stated that they had checked the order three or four times, and they were real confident that the things that I told them that they did, they did not do. So they did not give me a, my money back. So we were on a strike. We gave them a second chance. They still failed. So I think we're officially done with the Outback Steakhouse. Oh, no. And so I don't want to be repetitive. It's possible mm-hmm. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, so you're saying that the anniversary was a success? I thought it went really well. Then we uh, we watched a Marky Mark movie, and I picked the Marky Mark movie, and it was a, a perfect storm in which everybody in the movie dies. Um, so that was the ending there. So I thought that was a good choice by me, a real uplifting movie uh, to really just cap the night off and in a really celebratory uh, fashion. So I think I hit the right one there. Yeah, I think it was just a really successful anniversary overall. Good number eleven, steel. The anniversary is steel, Douglas. Just a, I thought I thought I did great. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. That was just a, uh, and and it couldn't have been any better. I couldn't have asked for more. Yeah. I mean, that's and who am I to ask? It was your anniversary. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, steel, right. you guys right. really, the steel, the the. Solidness of your relationship, the fortitude, the steel, oh, strength, strength. I think strength. it was still the strength that was just, and to have been prepared and just mm-hmm. all of it. I mean, all around, sounds like it could not have been any better. Yeah. Now, Douglas, I do want to add that I did come up with a line for the anniversary card. I put, I steal, love you, and I, I spelled steal the way you would spell steel. So I, I did go with that. I think I got, I think that was a pretty creative move on my part. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're still together to this day is 
how quick on the how quick on the spot I am. I still love you. I mean, that's money, Doug. That's money. Yeah, you. St- I steal. S T E E L. Yeah, exactly. I spelled it <laughs> the way you would still spell steal. Good God. Yeah. That's it. That's it, man. That's impressive. Take notes, boys and girls. Take <laughs> notes. That's yeah. how it's done. That's how you keep your wife happy. That's how yeah. you do 11 years of marriage without any problems. That right mm-hmm. there, boys and girls, is how it's done. The blueprint's been provided for you. Follow it. Yeah, yeah. Happy wife, happy life. And I thank to everybody who sent us a message of happy anniversary that particular day. It was very kind of you. We appreciate it. It means the world to us. I love it. I think that's fantastic. That's a great story. And I'm glad that your anniversary worked out so phenomenally. I'm glad that it went out with, went on without a hitch. Uh, That's just fantastic. Uh, One of the things, speaking of quality, I wanted to talk about uh, was the quality of our podcast over the last few weeks. Um, Fucking ridiculous it is. Excuse my language. I've been working on my profanity and I don't want to do it. Um, Our our quality i listened oh my god so doing the uh editing last week and the week before not so much on several occasions i noticed last week where there's a overlay of my voice uh, when waiting for response of your voice if that makes sense um, and hearing my voice in the back, there's just a lot of re- problems with the recording. And I decided to read the FAQs, Frequently Asked Questions, on the Anchor application. And I noticed that, boy, oh, boy, have I been doing it wrong all along. Um, they say, do not, I repeat in all caps, do not use a USB microphone when recording your podcast with the Anchor app that we currently use. Um, They say just to use the uh, microphone accessible via your phone or my phone or any phone. Uh Uh, Um, So I spent copious amounts of quite a bit of money on a studio in my basement (laughs) uh, via a microphone. Um, uh, 48 sound panels I ended up purchasing. Um, 24 the first time, realized I have enough sound panels, so I got another 48. I haven't used the second batch of 24 fully. I've only used about 10 of them. Um, a nice, uh, I, I drove to Ashland, Nebraska, uh, an hour away to get a nice comfortable chair for my studio via Facebook Marketplace. Um, uh, just, uh, just really uh, invested a lot of time on an awesome, uh, studio for the, uh, podcast. Uh, it turns out that it's an absolute waste of every single dollar that I've spent because I can't even use a fucking USB microphone on the Anchor app because they have a device, a way that you can actually use an external microphone via the Anchor app that we use to do this podcast. And like, no, no, don't do that. Just use your regular-ass, bitch-ass cell phone that you have because that's sufficient enough. And why I can't be accepting of that, 
I don't know. It just didn't seem like that would be the way to go. And then I still can't go into the basement, to the dungeon, into the studio, air quotes, studio, because cell phone reception down there, the fucking staircase of my studio with 48 sound panels, watching the door reception behind the door shut. It's just a little frustrating that I've but it's for the people. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, episode 14, tonight's podcast will be a little more clear. We'll not have the reverberation, the echo, the shitty sound quality that I apologize profusely to anybody that's listened to the last 13 episodes. <laughs> that have found the fortitude to li- I can't even listen to it. I didn't listen. Not only do we record it, but when we edit it, I have to listen to the entire podcast that we listened that we just did in order to edit it. Mm, I didn't do that last week. It was so difficult to listen to. I stopped. I just fuck. It. They can just deal with it. Excuse my language. It's terrible. And I'm sorry. And I'm mad. Well, being mad is understandable because I think in order to have a successful podcast, yes, you need good material. You need some uh, a good uh, conversation. Um, but you, it's very, very, very important that the sound is aesthetically pleasing. I don't know if aesthetically is the right word there, but pleasing to the to the person listening and I, I agree last week episode was difficult I listened to it the first um, I think the uh, the over talking stuff started happening around the 40 minute mark um, and, and it was difficult and, and uh, Mr. Shilke and I have had the same issue with uh, our um, our No Judgments Here podcast I just listened to the one we recorded last night there were no issues with last night's so I'm hoping Douglas that today is a clear one I can tell you right now the sound quality on the pod currently does not sound good, um, but I'm hoping it comes across better um, for the show. And yes, uh, I appreciate anybody who's able to listen to this with all the sound issues that we're having as we continue to try to work on this to make sure it sounds perfectly clear for our audience. And I just want to thank the people out there who post on social media that you're listening to us. How awesome is that? It's super awesome, and I appreciate all of it. Uh, What do you mean, the quality? So on your end, the quality sounds just atrocious? Not not atrocious, but there's sounds that shouldn't be happening. It sounds like there's some swimming going on. Uh, When I talk, I hear like an alien uh, in the background. It sounds like they're trying to talk in some alien language. Um, So it's it's not great, but I I hope it comes across better uh, on the playback. Yikes. I don't hear any aliens, and everything sounds fine on my end. So hopefully that is the case. But speaking of your other podcast called No Judgments Here with... Uh, Will and Mike um, where you speak about all things music Uh, I had some issues I listened to your podcast last night 
Um, no judgments here, and I I didn't quite care for you boys. Uh, you guys' <laughs> take on the Grammys. You guys yeah. are some absolute fucking haters. You guys could just shit on the Grammys, and as far as I'm concerned, they can just be flushed down the toilet and never seen again. Fuck the Grammys. Excuse my language. It's unnecessary as far as you guys are concerned. That's the judgment I got from listening to No Judgments Here. Which is a fantastic music podcast you should all listen to on Spotify. No Judgments Here. Uh, Give me your explanation of why you hate the Grammys so much. Well, it's not good. Um, I I think that's the first explanation. Um, I I will state that the format they did last night uh, was pretty cool. Um, and one that they haven't done previously, uh, where they just put like four different bands in a room. I think there's an English host who does it this way also, and I'm pretty sure they stole that from him. Uh, so at the beginning of the show, Harry Styles, Styles performed, and Billie Eilish is standing next to Harry Styles as he's uh, she's getting ready to perform. Then Billie performed, then Haim uh, performed, and they're all in the same room together on, on this. It's not a stage. It's just a room. Um, and you see Trevor Noah in the background dancing. I, I, first off, I should say, Trevor Noah is the host. Great great move to get away from LL Cool J. The, the rest of the Grammys, though, is, to me, as a rock music fan, uh, is trash. There is just nothing rock-oriented about that show. It's not for a rock audience, and they just completely alienated a huge segment of the music population uh, which I think you see in the ratings. Uh, this is one of the, the lowest viewed uh, Grammys in history. Uh, now, a lot of that has to do with the pandemic, but a lot of it also has to do is that they just completely shut out rock music. You don't see any rock acts on the Grammy uh, telecast, and none of the rock awards are provided, presented on, on the uh, the telecast either. So for that, as a rock fan, I can tell the Grammys, yes, they, they can fuck right the fuck off. <laughs> Jesus I do not William care with the language. Like, I apologize. I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to. Oh, I can tell how heated you are about the Grammys and their lack of rock music. Um, but as an absolute music fan that you are, because you've seen more live shows than I know anybody, you seem to be not only just a rock music fan, but a music fan. Uh, yes, it pains me to see you being so hateful towards the Grammys for their lack of rock music. It's not that they have just turned their eye on rock music, but they've only got a certain amount of time they can do for the show, for the live Three and a half hours. That obviously, yes, they've got to withhold a lot of this show, a lot of the awards, a lot of fame. Aim was up for some sort of rock award there on the show. But before I let you keep going, I agree with you. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe hold on to say I agree with you. I don't know that I agree with you. Because I'm not sure you liked what I'm about to say. You did. I liked the opening. I liked the aspect of the live part of the show. I thought that the live music was great. I thought that the giant studio uh, or sound stage that they had, where they opened up with 
what we went one, two, three, four, five live uh, acts back to back to back to back to back. Uh, we had Harry Styles, Billy Eilish, Haim, um, Anderson Pock, and uh, uh, Bruno Mars. Uh, who else was there? There was a bad bunch. The Black Poop. The Black, Black Pumas. Hello, Black Pumas. Uh, I've heard of the Black Pumas, but I've never actually heard the Black Pumas. I loved the fact that they did the um, vignette of each um, artist for the best blank award. Best album. album. So Black Pumas, Dua Lipa, uh, whoever else was on that. I thought that was great. The little vignettes they did. Yeah, I cool thought that this Grammy Awards was hands down one of the best Grammy Awards that they've had in a long time. And for the fact that they did what they did with a pandemic has mm-hmm. bested any award show that we've had during the pandemic, uh, whether it be the Golden Globes or that's where I stop. <laughs> 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 yeah, you thought I was going to do a whole list, whether it was Golden yeah. Globes or the Blankety Blank. I did have to go back because when I when I listened to the podcast last night for you, I was reminded back to one of our early podcasts. I was like, didn't we just do a Grammy podcast? Why are we on episode 14 and we're already doing another one? So I had to go back to the old uh, Nearwaf or whatever the podcast is under on Spotify. Uh, it was the AMAs. So I think our second podcast or third podcast we did, we discussed the AMAs. And we're now we're talking about the Grammys. Um, yeah. But any, anywho, I thought the Grammys were great. I thought that they did a fantastic job considering everything that's going on with the pandemic. Um, I thought that the early performances, I thoroughly enjoyed seeing Harry jamming out to Billy. I enjoyed mm-hmm. seeing Billy jamming out to Haim. I enjoyed seeing Haim jamming out to whoever followed them. Like, I enjoyed that aspect. I liked seeing Trevor Noah standing there dancing around a little bit to whoever that they had panned over. I think he was listening to Haim at the time. Yeah. Like I thoroughly thought that was entertaining and, and I thought that that aspect of it was great. And so for me, I thought the Grammys were a success. I agree with you. I think it's shitty that they don't show a lot of the other awards. Um, but there's only so much you can do in three hours time whenever you have 76 music acts um, that are yeah. playing. Yeah. Uh, so what was your, uh, what would you say? I, I agree with that aspect, Doug. I did think that they were very much more creative. Uh, somebody got on the horns and they came up was a, a really good uh, way to handle this during a pandemic, uh, including when they, when they did have the awards, they, they, they were in one particular section and the only people who were there in that area were the people nominated. I thought that was a cool idea as well. Um, so I thought they had some cool features after a year of being in this pandemic, it's it's good to see there's some creative people who can rise above that and, and come up with something new and fresh and something outside the box. But overall, 
most of the performances were awful. Uh, I did not like a lot of the music. And uh, again, it's just not enough uh, of the awards being presented on the TV and just the completely ignoring of the rock just really bothers me from the Grammys. So I, I, despite all that was positive about what they did overall, it's still an F. It was a disappointing night. Um, and let, let's talk about the fact that Taylor Swift's folklore album, one album of the year and Billie Eilish's song, which is probably not, not, not anywhere close to one of her best songs, won the record of the year. Um, I, I just didn't like that. Do we know who votes on the Grammys? Who Who's giving out the actual award on the Grammys? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know who the committee is that decides on these awards, but it was a great night for women. I mean, women freaking cleaned up, man. Uh, Billy won the record of the year. Uh, Beyonce won song of the year. She's now the uh, most, uh, as uh, Shoki told us, the most held female representative uh, uh, Grammy winner in history, 28 awards uh, taylor wins album of the year and uh, megan the stallion wins uh, best new artist of the year and plus on uh, the rock categories uh freaking fiona apple won best alternative album Freaking howard won best rock song uh, so the, the females just cleaned up good for them good to see sure absolutely it was a great show and 28 grammy awards from beyonce as you just mentioned making her not only the uh uh, the most uh, female, but in in the history, both male and female, uh, and her. Oh, really? Yeah, she's won more awards than any male and female. And uh, okay, Blue Ivy and nine years old, winning an award. Hello. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, good for Blue Ivy. Uh, <laughs> great to see that under ten years old, she's out there winning Grammys. The other thing I wanted to add to that is I feel like uh, on your podcast, which this is not a uh, uh, I'm not trying to do a um, yep, so listening to your podcast with the music (laughs) I feel like you guys kind of took away from the Grammys from a standpoint of um, also, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm on the board. I am paid by the Grammys. You would think that the way I'm sticking up for the Grammys right now, <laughs> that, that I've got a vested interest in what's going on, and I'm just disgusted yeah. with you and Shilky and your take on the Grammys. Sons of it! The Grammys are the largest game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in my opinion, the Grammys are the are the go-to. They're the number one music award that you want as a musician. It's the Oscar of like when you're Grammy nominated, you're no longer just, you know, whatever your name is as an artist, you are now the Grammy nominated so-and-so you're the Grammy award winning so-and-so fucking AMA fuck a billboard, fuck all the other awards. When it comes down to awards and music, you want a Grammy. It's all about the Grammys. And the only thing I'm getting at when listening to your other podcast called No Judgments here mm-hmm. is you guys were just really shitting on the Grammys. And you're like, fuck a Grammy. And you guys brought up the fact that um, The Weeknd, who was it? I think I've read like two or three people were just like, fuck the Grammys. The Weeknd. The weekend, the weekend, Uh, the the Grammys were out. The Grammys were out for the weekend. The Grammys were upset that the weekend um, agreed to do the Super Bowl halftime performance because that was originally uh, going to be when the Grammys were going to be held. So they ended up not nominating any of his music for awards this year. 
Um, and so that set off a war of words between the Grammys and the weekend. And now the weekend has come out and said that he will no longer be submitting his music for any Grammy awards in his career. So we know that that's a fact that because he did the Super Bowl, the Grammys were like, mm-hmm, we're not going to nominate you. As a fact, no. We, we know that as speculation, um, he was not nominated for any awards this year, despite his album and his song, Blinding Lights, being a freaking smash yeah. hit. Um, so it was deductive reasonings by the powers that be, including The Weeknd um, and a lot of music journalists out there who, who write about such things. Who stated it was pretty peculiar uh, that the, the weekend would not be would not have one nomination, not one nomination uh, for his album. All right, that's fine. I, I understand. I don't want to spend just like whenever we talked about the AMAs or whatever the other award show that we talked about, and mm-hmm. I realized after listening yep. to it that we spent an absolute exorbitant <laughs> amount of time on that award show. I've realized that at 32, 33 minutes, we've spent way too much time on the Grammys. I just wanted to say... Well, we, we love award shows, Doug. <laughs> I love my awards. I've also got on my notes, I've written down Oscars, and I have a question mark next to it. Not really quite sure why I said that. Um, I think it might have been the reference to how you guys really just shat on the awards and uh, in my opinion, took away from the fact that it's the most important award show for musicians. Um, and it should. No. So Doug, Doug, th- let me tell you why you have Oscars <laughs> question. Mark. Oh, good. It's because I told you that the Oscar nominations came out today. That's why you have that. Oh. So uh, the, uh... <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's why. So the game. The, yeah. <laughs> so I can take copious notes and be prepared like a quality podcast co-host who is leading the ship. It's a good thing. Oh, so bad. So oh, bad. I think uh, so said, the Oscars go ahead. are the Oscars are my favorite award show, uh, but you are correct. The Grammys are indeed the Oscars of music. Uh, the Oscar nominees came out today. I just want to go through the list of best pictures. Uh, Douglas, I, I know you know this, but nobody else probably knows this. Every year, as a tradition for me, I go through and watch every single movie that is nominated for best picture. I'm looking through the list right now. I don't, I don't think I've heard of well, – I think I've only heard of one of these movies. So I have my work cut out for me. So the best picture nominees, Douglas, and I've not been to the theater in over a year now. Uh, the Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Those are your nominations for Best Picture of 2021. Yeah, that's – and that's – you know, as you brought up the fact that you haven't been to a movie theater uh, – you tell me, because I've not heard of most of these either, but most of these movies aren't movies you would have found at a movie theater. These are all streaming movies. I think I've heard of two of those movies, which would have been the Chicago 7, which I believe is a HBO Max movie, mm-hmm. or Netflix. I don't really know. Hold on. I'm looking at the list right now. 
the father. Well, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah is HBO Max. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. And the Trial of the Chicago Seven. That's a streaming movie as well. I think be streaming theaters aren't really open. Uh, open. So that's that's why they're on streaming services because nobody's going to the movie theaters right now. Um, so I. I I, in a normal world uh, before pandemic, I'm pretty confident you could have caught all of these movies at the movie theater. But uh, we're, we're, I, I think the movie theater is really going to struggle through this pandemic session and afterwards. And so I think is probably the way to go from here on out. Really? So is this our first year of seeing Oscar-nominated uh, uh, movies from a streaming service? That did not. I don't think so. Show no, in a movie I don't think theater. That's... But but I think this is the the certainly the first year where so many of these movies went straight to streaming. But I don't think it's the first year we've had where a streaming movie uh, was nominated. No, I don't think that. I gotcha. Well, for what it's worth, I haven't seen one of them, and I always love the fact, and it's I've always been a fan that. You uh, watch all of these movies pre-Oscar that you make it a point to watch, which this is a lot of movies. Best picture, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You're going to have to watch eight movies prior to Mm -hmm. the, yeah, like I say that, like that's a difficult thing to do. Um, (laughs) But I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what any of the, I've never heard of. Mank, M A N K, Mank, 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 Minari. All right. Hey, well, I'm done talking about the Oscars unless there's anything you'd like to add to it. I'll just add that the, the Oscars will be on April 25th. So uh, look out, ladies and gentlemen. You know what's coming on April 25th or April 26th, depending on when we record it. It's going to be our Oscars, our Oscars podcast show. Can't wait to share that with everybody. Oh, <laughs> that's all I have. Oh boy, April, April what? April? Oh boy, the end of April. I look forward to this. Yeah. Great. Yes. Yeah, April 25th. Be ready. That's right, that- ladies and gentlemen. Um, off the rails with Will and Doug will be doing their Oscar Award podcast yeah. featuring Will. <laughs> it's our annual Oscar Awards show. I'm looking forward to it. We are going to be dressed up to the nines. We'll be eating our popcorn, drinking our 32-ounce Cokes, giving you all the scoops and the news and the reviews of all the movies nominated. I cannot wait. Can't wait to hear Douglas's uh, ideas and thoughts as well. It's going to be excellent. Mark it on your calendar. April 25th. Off the rails Oscar podcast. Will we be doing a red carpet show? Absolutely. We have to do a red carpet show. <laughs> That's the beauty of this. We can theoretically. What is the So the red carpet show usually starts at like 5 p.m. Way and so yeah. between five and seven, mm-hmm. you've got the red carpet. Theoretically, we could do a red carpet live show, yeah. have it ready to go as the Oscars are going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, 
Yeah, I'm not doing any of that. That leads me to our next topic. Um, apparently, you've got an issue with Jeff uh, Bezos. You've got an issue with his ex-wife. Go ahead, tell us about it. <laughs> so, uh, Doug, uh, uh, I'm not here to spoil uh, the magic that is love, especially since I just celebrated the anniversary. Uh, but Jeff Bezos' wife, the Amazon king and queen that they are, uh, she's only been divorced from Jeff Bezos for 18 months now. Her net worth is like $60 billion, and she's continuing to make money because Amazon's never given up. Uh, she's given out uh, tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, just doing absolutely great stuff. She fell in love with her student science teacher, and she got married to a, a school teacher. And so my question to this, Doug, if you have $60 billion with billions more rolling in, you just went through a, a really gross uh, public spat of a divorce that surely was physically and emotionally draining. Why would you be getting married 18 months later? What are you doing? Come on. Really? Really? Do you think that their divorce was so physically draining that when it was over, she left a b- 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 billionaire you think she was this distraught that when she finished signing the papers it was all done and she could sit back and relax and take a deep breath and just go huh i'm glad that's over and at the other end of it she was one of the world's richest individuals Uh that she was just distraught and ruined as a person Uh i think I think that maybe your outlook is a little harsher than the reality. And yes, I have no problem with the fact that Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, who happens to be worth, as you mentioned, billions, multi-billions, is donating money to fucking whoever she is. You make it sound like she was just Raw with strife and a terrible, just oh you poor thing. How did you ever last the div- the bitter divorce between you and Jeff Bezos, and you barely got out of that with the skin of your teeth and sixty billion dollars, you poor thing. How she's made it, you're right. I don't know. We should give her our phone number. She see if she needs some support. Well, she she clearly has support, Douglas. She got married already. What uh, you made it sound like? I you made it sound you made it sound you made it sound like I have issues with her giving away the money, and I, and that's not a, at all what I'm stating. Uh, I think it's outstanding what she's given away um, and who she's given away to. It's freaking inspiring. I'm just curious about why you why are you wanting to, why are you wanting to get married? Like Love. why are you getting married within 18 months after a public divorce? Uh, that by the way, Douglas, uh, I know you're stating yes, she got 60 billion dollars out of it, but it had to be draining to go through that in the public. It has to be embarrassing. Um, everybody knows your situation, your story uh, of how it went down. Uh, none of that's for public. Uh, should be for public, but it, it's all made to the public because of who it is. Um, so I'm just, I, I would have been, I feel like I would have been done with love, but maybe she's, maybe she's a better human than I am. And uh, so she, she fell in love again. Uh, congrats. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for her. <laughs> I'm happy for her. Question. You know what? Go ahead. Question. 
Yeah. How bitter was this divorce? Like, I guess I didn't follow it as deeply as you did. How <laughs> bad was it? Like, what what was aired into the public between Jeff Bezos and whatever her name is? I don't even know what her name is. Her name is Mackenzie Not- Scott. Okay. Well, uh, apparently everybody in the world knows about this divorce and how terrible it was. What was aired? Was she cheating on him? Was she making him wear her underwear? Was it vice versa? And he was making her do terrible things. What was let out to the public that was so terrible uh, in their divorce? Oh boy, do we want to go through that? Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I, did, I didn't mean for us to to go through that. But uh, I, I would have to. That would that would that would include research. <laughs> there was cheating involved. Yes. Um. 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 um, um uh, I don't. Know. That's fine. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's fine. So you're just. I didn't pay attention to it. Yes, I saw in the news every day they were getting divorced. Uh, that it was whatever. But I didn't read any articles that said. I didn't leave my daily scouring of the internet going, this is terrible. Poor Jeff and poor Mrs. Jeff and the things that they're going through um, that I I read anything that was so terrible about their divorce. So somebody cheated on somebody? Is that what you're saying? That's the, that's how bad it was? Yes, the National Enquirer, uh, I believe. <laughs> I believe. Hold on. The National Enquirer, who I believe was probably nudged uh, nudged a little bit by Donald Trump, uh, did their most expansive investigation in history on Jeff Bezos to prove that he was cheating on her. And their investigation led to believe that he was indeed cheating on her with a woman by the name of Lauren Sanchez. Now, whether or not you believe the National Enquirer story or not doesn't take away the fact that their personal business was out there into the public for the nation to follow along what was surely going to be a very difficult divorce proceedings by itself. That's my main point. I'm just saying I would have been just completely drained. And I feel like you're taking it in a whole different (laughs) direction than my intention whatsoever. So we should probably just move on. Oh, no, no. I would like to continue for one more moment because, yes, I am absolutely taking it in a different direction just from the standpoint of, oh, they were cheating on each other? That's terrible. It wasn't a fact of uh, he was, you know what, I could take this in a level that maybe we don't need to go. I don't think because I just, it doesn't sound as bad so the next thing we have to talk about this evening, um, other than Jeff Bezos and his wife, and they weren't sleeping with, uh, Doug, they weren't can I, doing can I, anything. Doug, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Doug. 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 If you had yes. $50 yeah. billion dollars to yourself, are you looking to get married? Well, I can't answer that. I mean, it's not, I don't know. Yes, no. Sure, I don't know. But I wouldn't be concerned about the fact that I was getting rained through the fucking the, the public forum because somebody may or may not have cheated on somebody. It's one thing to have just cheated on somebody, but it's another thing 
to have done some real debaucherous bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just out fucking having people shit in your mouth and did some dirty stuff. Like, you were out running around just being filthy, disgusting humans. Sure, they went through some everyday relationship stuff where somebody was cheating on the other person and they ended up getting a divorce. They didn't get raped through the coals because somebody had a, a piss fetish. Because somebody was sitting around watching some shit that you wouldn't want the public to know that you were watching or doing some things that you were just in fear of the world hearing about. And quite frankly, if I was one of the top five richest people in the world, I don't think I'd give a fuck. <laughs> so I I can confirm, Doug. I just want to put this out here. Uh, the 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 story had nothing to do with either one of them getting shit on. So <laughs> it's important to clarify: there was no no shitting or pissing happening. Uh, I did not hear any disgusting details like that. I feel like we've got off the rails on this particular topic. I was trying to go one way, and this is really our comedic tag team, Douglas. We have a chemistry that is hard to match, and I feel like we, I feel like we really hit it on this one. You really, you really can't put a finger on it. There's no clue on where we're going to go with something because ooh, it's bad. It's really bad, isn't it? It's so bad, which really takes us to our next topic of. Uh, racism in Oklahoma. Go ahead, Will. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Yes. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you yeah. go ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead. You you want me to... to what is happening? <laughs> I thought you were going to take the reins on this one. No, I passed the buck already. I told you. I said racism in Oklahoma. Go, Will. Okay. Uh, so last week, I believe, I, uh, there was a uh, high school basketball announcer um, at a girls, uh, I believe they were in the championship rounds, um, and they thought they were on. They, they didn't think that they were being televised or they didn't think their mics were on at that particular time. Uh, one of the teams was kneeling um during the national anthem it pissed off the announcer matt rowan he let out some racial tirade he wanted them to lose he called them the n-word um just really gross stuff he then initially uh denied that it was him uh before he let out a statement uh uh, blaming it basically and I'm trying to find the uh, the statement so we can get it in actual wording but he blamed it on his uh, his blood sugar uh, <laughs> at the time um, which I laugh because it's so awful uh, but he blamed no, it no, on no. His, his blood sugar no you should laugh because it's absolutely ridiculous It's it's absurd that some piece of shit that was sitting in a booth uh, amongst him and one or two other people, probably, um, but hiding behind a microphone, thought that his microphone was turned off and thought it was okay to say the just terrible shit that he said. And then the fact that he wants to turn around and claim is because his blood sugar was high, low, 
I don't even know how that works. Yeah, here, let me uh, let me read it he's... real quick, Douglas. So uh, Matt Rowan on Thursday, March 11th, most regrettably made some statements that cannot be taken back during the Norman High School girls basketball game against Midwest City. I made inappropriate and racist comments, believing that microphone was off. However, let me state immediately that there's no excuse. That's my favorite part of one of these things, Douglas. They always let us know that there's no excuse. However, if you keep reading... Uh, you'll see. I'm a family man. I am married. I have two children. At one time, was a youth pastor. I continue to be a member of a Baptist church. Not only embarrassed and disappointed myself, I'm embarrassed and disappointed my family and my friends. I will state that I suffered type 1 diabetes, and during the game, my sugar was spiking. While not excusing my remarks, it's not unusual when my sugar spikes that I become disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. I do not believe that I would have made such horrible statements absent my sugar spiking. Uh, so he went on after that. Just horrendous. Just just an absolute. I can't believe that he released that statement for the public uh, and thought that it was a, a good idea uh, to, to even do that. I, I just it's just uh, pe- people are just losing their damn minds out there. And this is just another example of such. It's absolutely absurd. He should be in more. He should be more embarrassed that he released that statement. The fact that he said that is worse. It's not worse than what he actually said, but it's right there. It's absolutely just bullshit that he's just searching for an excuse other than just owning what he said or don't say anything at all. Just fall away. Just disappear. Who are you anyway? You're nobody. Nobody needs a fucking excuse from you, 44-year-old mystery human in Oklahoma that's never done anything. Nobody needs your fucking excuse as to why you said the racist shit you said. What you said is because you're a racist piece of shit, and you said what you said. My blood sugar? I'm a type 1 diabetic? And then to say that it's not an excuse. Don't give an excuse and then follow it up with, it's not an excuse. That one's always baffled my mind. Well, I have type 1 diabetes when my blood sugar is low. I say some terrible things. But that's not an excuse for what I said. Then don't fucking tell me that that's why you said what you said. I think it's terrible. I think everybody should think it's terrible. Uh, I Yes, I... Extremely comical that when I read and heard that he said the shit that he said and had the balls to fucking say that I am a type one di- diabetic and my blood sugar was spiking or whatever the fuck it was. I that's just crazy to me. If he's not just forced out of the entire state of Oklahoma, um, which Oklahoma's not gonna force him out, they'll embrace him. Yeah. Fucking I don't know why you're getting into this. This is crazy. Yeah, that's just so terrible. I could not believe when I read that. I didn't think, honestly, I was like, there's no way we're going to hear from this guy. When I, when you, I found out that he said what he said and he did what he did, it's like, there's, you know, that's it. Story's over. He'll just, you know, disappear into oblivion because he's not somebody that anybody needs to hear from or hear an excuse from. He's a high school announcer. I mean, it, was he even a like what kind of announcer was he? Was this it's a the, it's the company that does the state playoffs? So I don't even think he's associated with the team. He was just associated with this with this particular whatever company, Oklahoma High School Athletic Association, 
uses uh, to televise their their playoffs. Um, and they immediately fired both people. Um, and I agree, he he didn't need to release anything. Uh, he should have he he, he should have just made a tweet stating, I, "I'm terribly sorry about what you heard." Because even the way he worded it, I made inappropriate and racing, racist comments, believing that the microphone was off. So, so he made them because he believed the microphone was off. <laughs> that's how that's how I read exactly. that. Like say, so he stands behind the racist comments. He just he thought. He wasn't going to make those comments with the microphone on. He believed that they were off, so he was just having a normal conversation. So, uh, yeah, we, we didn't need to hear from him, and he just made a really poor situation, just uh, even more just baffling. And that's one of the major issues with social media is that people not trained in public relations uh, make really bad situations even worse, and that's what he did. Absolutely terrible. I agree with all of that, which leads us into 56 minutes. I can't believe we made it this long. Like, I really hope that that plays out well via the recording. Typically, I have to edit all of this shit out. And I have to edit out your brilliant laughing. Uh, I have to edit all of this out. I hope that the fact that I'm not using my expensive $150 USB microphone inside of my studio underneath my stairs that I spent a lot of money on for 48 fucking sound panels, a chair that doesn't even fit in the goddamn closet that I got it in, along with all of the other shit that I purchased to bring this podcast to you. I hope that this comes across in a way that I don't have to edit all of this out like I typically have to, um, because... That shit is funny with you laughing. Um, Satgate is here. Do you have an update? Uh, I do not have an update to Satgate, no. Uh, yeah, I have- me neither. <laughs> so that's Satgate. I didn't go to a grocery store. Wait, did you go to a grocery wait, store you, this you week? You did go to a grocery store. What are you talking about? You snapped, no, you snapped about it. They gave you Japanese. They gave you Japanese treats of some sort. Shit, that was from last week. What? No, it wasn't. I saw it today on your Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, because I just Snapchatted it last night, but that was from last week's groceries. <laughs> I got, I'm sorry. Sorry I'm late on when I'm Snapchatting grocery things to you. I didn't realize that would fuck everything up. Yes, in last week's sat game, oh, in my groceries, they provided me with a weird... On occasion, they provide me with weird random free gifts. Like, I got a free Red Bull uh, several months back. And on the can, they put a little sticker that says, this is a free gift. We're just giving this to you. Um, I think I've received, what, Red Bull. Uh, I received uh, snacks of some, I don't know. But last night, yes, I Snapchatted. They sent me last week some sort of Asian treat basket of uh, some little uh, marshmallow uh, what uh, kitty. Oh, I don't know what they are. I'll post a picture of them on the 
podcast. Yes, it was just a sack of free Asian snacks from Japan. And okay, I, I didn't, no. I didn't realize. I didn't realize. That's fine. I, I thought you were always live and updating in the snap. I didn't realize that sometimes you're a week behind with your material. So that's that's my apologies. Uh, so no. Don't try to shame me on my snapping. Don't you try to shame me on my week later snapping of when I received. It's none of your concern when I received the items that I'm snapping you. I don't give a fuck if I snap you a month after I received something. Don't you try to shame me when I'm snapping you? Well, I think it would be nice if you let us know. By the way, this is a week old. I'm just not getting to it. Just let just let the people know. Bring the people to power. The power. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's important. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that matters. When what I'm snapping you when it was received mm-hmm. isn't part of the snap. Okay. It doesn't matter. All right. Okay. I trust you. I, I gotta look. I, well, I'm, with that I'm gonna said, have to ask about your snaps from now. Is this from today? Is this updated? Just feel like I'm gonna have to start. Is, I'm gonna have to start doing some follow up questions with the snaps that we get at. But it's okay. It's fine. It's not a problem. I appreciate your snap I'm material. Yeah, I, I like your snap material, so I will not complain about it. Good, because it kind of sounded like you were. I was on the way there, but you got pretty heated, so I I, I brought it back down a notch. I brought it back down a notch. <laughs> Well, that was your bad. That could have been some great podcast materials had you just kept going. Which leads us to our next topic. Dead or alive. Ooh, dead or alive. Dead or alive. Ooh, dead or alive. Dead or alive. This is another segment that I am not prepared for, just like Satgate. Um, the only reason we had Satgate this week is because we paid uh, to have a jingle uh, made. And so, God damn it, I'm playing it every week. Um, didn't actually go to a grocery store, so there's no update on Satgate. Um, dead or alive, uh, until we can find a proper host for dead or alive, or until you, the listener, can provide us with dead or alive um contestants mm-hmm. i'm done with the game because i just can't come up with anything without knowing whether or not they're dead or alive prior to doing it so once again going into this evening's final segment i have no dead or alive contestants to bring to the table i can't wait to hear who yours are go ahead hey Doug, can we discuss real quick just a shout out to the uh, the the artist who is presenting us with koozie ideas Absolutely, Amzie. Yeah. I just wanted to proper thank sure. recognition for what she's doing. I, I yeah, really so we've it. got some. Oh, of course. I didn't. You know, I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Sh- I just didn't want to throw this out quite yet. We've got an exciting, super exciting, and I'm telling you, when I'm excited, to, I can't be more excited for what Amzie, one of our number one fans, is doing for us. She's purchased some koozies, um, red, purple, blue, different colors, and not just regular koozies. Those thin koozies for like, uh, for like white claws, like white claw koozies as well. That's big time. That's big time. Yeah, there's no laws when you're drinking claws, Douglas. Yahoo! 
that's what I heard. No laws and drinking the calls. So we've got some cozies that are coming. And so this week, um, Amzie and I were bouncing off some ideas of what to put on the koozies, um, what font, what to write, where to put it, all of that good stuff. So that's super exciting. If you become a supporter of the podcast for the low, low price of $4.99 a month, like our good friend Richard, who is a supporter, and hopefully we haven't lost the support after some of the shit you did last week, um, we can still be, <laughs> we can still have him. He's going to be getting, we're talking vinyl stickers, which I don't know what that means, by the way. What is a vinyl sticker? Why isn't it just a sticker? What is it? Why does one say vinyl sticker? She said, I can turn this into a vinyl sticker. I didn't really know what that meant. Uh, I don't I don't have a clue. And Douglas, by the way, the reason why I asked if we could if we could if we could share that uh, is if it was ready to be let out into the uh, the the the, hemis- the potosphere. And so you could have just easily said no, not yet, and we could have moved on. Oh, well, yeah, no, I wasn't prepared to do that. You brought it up, and I got excited. I'm so excited about it to begin with that I haven't – you're the only person I've said anything to. Um, yeah, no, I think it's fantastic. I'm so excited. She was going to keep it a secret. She wasn't going to tell me, um, and she had uh, – it doesn't matter. The point is, Amzi is awesome. She's amazing. Thank you. She's uh, working on designing us some koozies for the podcast. So if you're listening and you're interested and you want to support and you want one, then hit us up, whether it's on Facebook via Off the Rails with Will and Doug on Facebook, whether you want to leave a message on the app, whether it's on Spotify, you can figure it out. You guys are smarter than we are. I couldn't even tell you how to get a hold of us. Just do it, and we'll send you a koozie. Um, and thank you, Amzi. I think it's fantastic. Agreed. Yes. Which leads us to death or alive. Death or alive. Death or alive. Death or alive. Uh, Douglas, our first uh, presenter uh, guest, our first guest, our first uh, participant is going to be, for you, will be Mr. Belvedere. Is Mr. Belvedere dead or alive? Oh, wow. Do you, and once again, I have to ask, do you know the answer? I do not know the answer, Douglas. Oh, that's fantastic. Mr. Belvedere. Do you know Mr. Belvedere from anything other than Mr. Belvedere? That's all I know him as. No, I, I know nothing else about Mr. Belvedere. Um, he came into my head when I was thinking about Dead or Alive. Uh, and then from Mr. Belvedere, I came up with a couple other characters I want to talk about. Uh, but I don't want to do too many guests at one time. So we're just doing two. I don't know anything else that Mr. Belvedere does. I don't know his name. I barely can recall what he looks like, but I kind of have it in my head. Uh, so, Mr. Belvedere, dead or alive? Boy, that's a good one. His name is Christopher Hewitt. Um, I'm looking it up right now. I haven't seen anything yet. I don't know. 
I don't, because again, I don't know anything of Mr. Belvedere other than Mr. Belvedere, mm-hmm. Mr. Belvedere. I don't even know that I've really even seen the show, but I will be. I'm going to go with Alive. Okay. I don't have a reason. I don't have anything to say other than I just, uh, I'm going with Alive. 50-50 chance. All right. uh, I, uh, now, I could be off here because I, uh, as we discussed previously, I wasn't aware that the Golden Girls were as young as they were in this show. So in my head, I had Mr. Belvedere as a an older man in the show in his 60s. Um, so I'm going with that still. So that would be that would make him like over 90 at this point if he's still alive, and I hope that he is. But I'm going to go ahead and state that Mr. Belvedere has passed away based off of my lack of knowledge. So before I look it up, I, I want to say that I think based on what you just said, I'd really like to go with he's deceased mm-hmm. but i've already said that he's alive so yeah. i won't change it okay but you're yeah your your thought process is spot on right like he was i don't even know how old that show is and honestly i couldn't i couldn't picture another cast member of that show other than mr belvedere mm-hmm. i don't know why i'm struggling to say mr belvedere it's tough um I think that you're correct in the fact that he's deceased based on exactly what you said, mm-hmm. because that's just d- deductive reasoning. I'm going to stick with a lie because that's what I said earlier. Christopher Hewitt is an English an uh, English actor that was born that was born April 5th, 1921. Oh yeah, he's dead. He's 100. About to be 100. Deceased yeah. August third, two thousand and one, at age eighty. Mm. Oof. Good God! So that would put him at a hundred and one. A hundred. A hundred. <laughs> you say hundred, I say hundred and one. Who knows what? Who really knows what the answer could be? Hey, the uh, the star <laughs> of Mister Belvedere, by the way, was uh, the guy, the uh, Bob Euchre. <sighs> He was so I just saw that he was in the, he's the, he was the star. Yeah. Was he what did he was he the father? That's that if I recall correctly, yes, that that would be correct. Mr. U, Robert Goulet. Oh, there's one. That's a good one. Mr. Robert so, Goulet. Okay, so look at this. So I have the whole cast of Mr. Belvedere on the top of my computer box screen. And thankfully, they do not have any born or death dates on here. Robert Goulet, I had no clue he was in the cast of Mr. Belvedere. Um, Can we do a quick Robert Goulet? Absolutely. That's a great one. I think that's a really good one. (laughs) Go ahead. So this is not fair because I'm looking at his picture and he looks older than Christopher Hewitt does in this picture. Obviously, I don't know what that means or when the picture was taken or whatever. So based on the fact that Mr. Belvedere is dead and Robert Goulet, obviously, I don't know when this picture was taken. I did listen. You know, I listen to Howard Stern. I love Howard Stern. And on the best of Howard Stern, Robert Goulet was on there the other day. 
I'm going dead. I'm going dead on Robert Goulet. Why was Robert Goulet on the Howard Stern show the other day? It was fantastic. So they did a, uh, they did a, um, what was it? They had four guys come in and sing a song, um, a a parody song of some sort of, mm, uh, uh, an original parody song. I think it was about Robin where they talk about her in ways that are not proper in normal society. And Robert Goulet sung one of the songs, and uh, he did phenomenal. Uh, How long ago was this think... episode? See, that's just it. The episodes on this on Howard One Hundred and One they they range anywhere from the early nineties all the way to this year. Mm-hmm. And I think the best of clip that featured Robert Goulet was from the early 2000s okay all right so that's quite a while ago did you say that dead? Is that what you went with i'm going with i'm going with dead on robert goulet okay i'm gonna go with your answer as well i, I thought you you produced a somewhat <laughs> follow <laughs> no, <process>. no. <laughs> it's kind of you to say that but yeah. no <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you to see. By the way, Mr. Belvedere was uh, from 1985 to 1990, so the show is 30 to 35 years old. Uh, so I will go with deceased. What was that show even? Did you ever watch Mr. Belvedere? Oh I sure, yeah, back in the day, it, it was just a family show. Mr. Belvedere was their butler. All right. It's, okay. I don't <laughs> that, think that was about it. Well, so it was just uh, so you obviously had a, a wife, a husband, and a wife, children, some children, and, and, and Mr. Belvedere. And was he? So obviously, the show was named after him. So he was the focal. Was it because mm-hmm. the parents were just a wreck, and he had to raise the family? Like I'm just making no, an assumption based on that. That go ahead. The the family was not a wreck. It was a family sitcom. So the family was fine. They just had a butler. A wise oldishman uh, in their house. Uh, do you want me okay. to read the, the synopsis for you? Uh, loosely <laughs> based on a 40s movie character created by Clifton Webb, family sitcom is set in the suburban Pittsburgh home of the Owens family, where dapper English housekeeper Lynn Belvedere draws on a history of service to such distinguished figures as Winston Churchill to keep things running smoothly, with father uh, George Owens, a busy sports columnist, and mom Marcia trying to juggle challenging schedules as both a homemaker and law student it falls to mr belvedere to serve as advisor to their three kids teenagers kevin and heather plus eight-year-old wesley yeah that's exactly what i said that's couple of parents that are pieces of shit that can't raise their children (laughs) and it's left up to the aristocratic uh handyman manservant mm-hmm. to raise the American children. Yeah, I guess you did say it that way, didn't you? Hey, <laughs> speaking of which, Douglas, uh, is today March 15th? Uh, yes, for Doug, another 45 minutes. Doug, big, big news right now. Mr. Belvedere oh. debuted March 15th, 1985. Shut your mouth! Doug, I didn't do that on purpose. I didn't go looking for sitcoms that started on March 15th. 
that's that's the magic of pod right there, Doug. That is the magic of pod. That's why we're going to continue further is beyond me. I why we, we don't call just, it. We, we I should immediately it. shut this down, shut and the next down. thing everybody hears is. We're Doug and Will, and we are off the rail, off the rail.